Hey everyone, Ryan Larkin back with another edition of the Daily Fantasy Racing Quick Picks on the Mayo Media Network. Last week was a solid week for us. Uh, we hit on Chase Elliott winning, which was great. Corey LaJoy looked great as a value play, and Kurt Busch was actually doing solid as well, so he got caught up in a late crash that involved Corey LaJoy as well. So did really, really good, and we finally had a fade of the week look bad and not deliver. So that felt great. Back on board with the fades of the week. So hopefully we can continue that success into this week as well. This week, the NASCAR Cup Series are at New Hampshire, another short, flat, one-mile track on the schedule. Gateway, which we saw about a month ago, and Phoenix are going to be the best comparables. Uh, Richmond and Martinsville are also solid comparables if you're looking for that type of racing. Track position is everything at, at this track. It's, it's going to be hard to gain track position on you know during green flag racing. So definitely liking those drivers starting to, towards front, liking what we saw and qualifying in practice from guys with a lot of speed. If they had speed in practice, they're probably going to have speed in the race, and that's where we want to focus our attention. And uh, 300 laps in this race, so lots of dominator points to be had, lots of laps led, fast laps to be to be gained, and we do see long green flag runs here. So typically we'll see a guy lead 100 laps. He may not win. He may finish 5th, 6th, 7th, but he has 100 laps in the bank and, and has a really good DFS score. So as always, we're, we're setting up some plays for DraftKings. We'll be giving our dominator slash potential race winner of the race, our terminate play, value play, and then fade of the week. So for this week, I'm going to start off with, with the Dominator as always. I think Martin Truex starting first is a great option. Uh, most of the time with this video, I go with the driver starting first, and that's simply because they have the easiest path. And it's still hard to pass the leader, which is, which is always going to be a benefit to that driver starting first. The other reason I really like Truex, one, because this track's even more difficult to pass on than most, but because Truex across 2016 and 2018 in the five-race span led 596 laps. The least amount he led in those five races was 83. So he was basically leading 100 laps a race every race for five races. Then the car switched. And then like last year, we had a, a situation where it rained on lap 12 or whatever it was and wiped out Truex, Kyle Busch, and Danny Hamlin. Took out the three favorites for the win, and we never really got saw what they were up to. So I think Truex putting the car on pole, that's a scary thought because Truex is never an elite qualifier. If he's starting up front, he has a good car. Um, easy path. To, to leading early, can rack up some dominator points. Maybe he only finishes fifth, but if he has those stage one laps led in the bank, he can put up a great DFS score. Um, definitely a race-winning contender as well, so I really like Truex. I'm, I'm going to hammer that play in, in the hopes that he gets out early and we have a long green flag, green flag run and, and he chews up some laps led. Next up is going to be my tournament play at 11,000 Kyle Busch. Typically with tournament plays, I like to go a little bit cheaper and i like to not be as chalky but kyle bush is just screaming to be the best play on this on the slate so all the toyotas are fast martin trucks is on pole bubba Wallace and and kurt bush qualified well with 23 11 christopher bell's right up there as well kyle bush was the fastest car in practice but he had a bad qualifying run he said he was chattering in the front tires just didn't get a good lap down so i think kyle bush has a race winning car i think he's a guy that can lead a large chunk of this race and starting 17th, he gives us some place differential upside to go along with, with that as well. Um, Kyle Busch going from 17th to 5th, getting 20 fast laps, that's that's a good score. That's something we can live with. And then the upside from there is, is massive. So I really like attacking this play. It will be a bit chalky, but I, I do like attacking this play. I think his upside is way too good. He's pretty much been the most consistent guy speed-wise besides Ross Chastain for me this year. And, and I really, really like what, what he's got there. So the upside is too big. I think we got to attack this play in tournaments a lot. Um, next up, value play is going to be Chris Buescher. 
6,100 for Chris Buescher, I believe. And a lot of a lot of attention is going to go to Austin Dillon. Austin Dillon starting 30th. He is the chalk play. Everyone's going to be on that. I like doing a direct pivot to Chris Buescher. They're right next to each other in price. Buescher starting 16th. He's probably going to see half the ownership. Maybe he sees you know, a little bit more than half the ownership, but it's going to be substantially less than what Austin Dillon gives us. He was seventh in practice. His teammate Brett Kozlowski was eighth in practice, and, and Kozlowski qualified ninth. There was speed in those cars, and I think it's very reasonable that Busher starts 16th but ends up in that eighth, 12th range, putting up close to 40 points. I really like that. One, because of what he can do on his own, but two, because I think we can get some ownership leverage off the Austin Dillon chalk. Like I mentioned before, track positions everything, but not just that. If you don't have speed in practice and qualifying, you probably aren't going to have it in the race. I think there's a chance that Austin Dillon kind of busts in this race and, and doesn't reach that upside that people are hoping for, and Chris Buescher can supersede him as a play. Lastly, my fade of the week is actually going to be two fades. Um, I am fading Penske. So basically, well, I shouldn't say that. I'm not fading Cindric, but I'm fading Joey Logano and Ryan Blaney. Last time out at Gateway, the track that everyone was comparing this track, New Hampshire, to, these two guys were the fastest cars. Logano ended up winning. Blaney looked great. They both were really, really strong. And that led us to thinking they were going to be great this weekend. Well, they showed up. They're 24th and 23rd in practice. They start 11th and 12th. They're 10800 on the Logano side, 10000 at the Blaney side. They're expensive. And honestly, they don't seem to have the speed as Hendrick or any of the Toyota teams. They seem to be a step behind all those other cars, which basically puts them 10th to 12th in, in terms of potential dominator upside, potentially scoring a lot of points. If I don't think they can lead laps or get a bunch of fast laps at 10,800 or anything over 10,000, I don't like those plays. So I'm going to try to leverage the field. I think they'll get some ownership because of what they did at Gateway. And hopefully if I'm right and they bust and they do not have great races, we can really gain some some advantage on the field with those plays. That'll wrap it up for me. Um, hopefully you have some success. As always, whenever you're watching these videos, please like the video, subscribe to the Mayo Media Network, leave us a comment. If you think I'm crazy, you know, let me know it. If you like the plays, let me know that as well. Definitely interact with us where you can. As always, you can follow me at Larkin8 on Twitter. Um, dailyfanracing.com is where you can catch all my content. And then, of course, just keep keep an eye on what the Mayo Media Network has coming down the road because they got videos coming out all the time. So definitely subscribe and watch what they got. Appreciate it, guys.